0: You are listening to Sermon Snippets with Max Taylor, where we exposit God's Word and apply its instruction to our everyday lives. As we study God's Word, we are learning truth that corrects our thinking, meets our needs, and teaches us more about Christ. Here's your host, Max Taylor. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea... In the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. When they had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him in Bethlehem of Judea, For thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child, and when ye have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh, and being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. So you may be wondering, what does the birth of Christ and what does the wise men have to do with our study of Daniel's prophecy of the 70 weeks that we've been studying in Daniel chapter 9? Well, There's a lot actually connected between the two of these. And that's what we're going to spend our time today thinking about and talking about. And we're going to fast forward from the time when Daniel received the prophecy in Persia, where he was at about 515 years. And you have the Magi, these wise men living in the same region. And they were anxiously awaiting the coming of the Jewish Messiah. Now, how did they know? about the Messiah, how are they followers of God and and students of scripture? All of that has to do with Daniel's 70 week prophecy. So let's just kind of connect the dots a little bit. Let's go into the context of the wise men, who they were and what their connection to Daniel was. Okay. So the timing of Daniel's prayer earlier in chapter 9, we we know from the very first verse In chapter 9, the timing, that was in the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, who is the king of the Persian Empire at that time. So that's when Daniel's having this prayer. And actually, this was right around the time when the temple was being finished, when it was being rebuilt. And so Daniel understood by prophecy that uh, that was going to be Uh, About the time of the 70 years that God said that the people would be in exile, that the the temple would be desolate. and So he understood by the study of prophecy, by studying God's word, that that time was almost fulfilled. And that's what prompted his prayer. So we know the date is about 515 years before the event of the wise men. So we're going to ask the question today, what did the wise men know? Okay, and this, this deals specifically with the prophecy here in Daniel that we're looking at, this 70 weeks prophecy, because the fact that the wise men were looking for the Messiah and that they knew the approximate time of his birth, approximate time of his birth, proves that God's word is intended to be understood by us because these wise men, who were probably uh, descendants of the Jews who were in captivity in the land of Persia, which was Babylon. Uh, These wise men were uh, either descendants of those Jews or maybe they were proselytes to believe in the Jewish Messiah. But either way, they were there and they were reading scripture and they trusted in scripture because of prophets just like Daniel, because of God's word. And so they had access to this prophecy from Daniel. So what did they know? And that's going to help us as we attempt to understand this prophecy of Daniel, because if it was understood by the mindset of the people at that time, then we can kind of backtrack and figure out what they would have been thinking uh, from their perspective. And we can understand Uh, what the prophecy actually means in hindsight. Looking back, we can kind of interpret it that way because they were able to pinpoint the time of the Messiah's coming. So what does this prophecy give us? Well, we've looked at it for a couple weeks now. If you remember, the prophecy in Daniel talks about a decree. And there was four possibilities of decrees. And we, we looked at some of those possibilities. Really, the third and the fourth are the only plausible options. And the third uh possible decree would lead to the start of Christ's ministry when he came on the scene um at his baptism which would have been in twenty six a d which that's a possibility um and that could be a uh additional fulfillment but what has to be true is that uh the the specific decree to beautify Jerusalem and rebuild the wall which happened in 454 BC that's the fourth possible decree that we mentioned that has to be at least the decree that that's mentioned in Daniel chapter 9 there's a possibility that it could refer to multiple ones but if it does that fourth possible decree 454 BC was definitely one that's being referred to and so what that leads to at the end of 483 years after that decree, it ends you at 30 AD, which we know it's it's independently uh, been established as the year that Christ was crucified on the cross, 30 AD. So what these wise men would have known from their own calculations that they could have done because they had access to the scripture, they were aware of this prophecy from Daniel. So what they would have known as they sought for the Messiah, as they awaited his coming, was that his death would be in 30 AD. And the time that they were living, they would have known, would be about the time of his life. So they were looking for a Messiah that was either their age or younger, who they knew was prophesied to die in 30 AD. Now, to kind of put this in our kind of mind mindset so that we can kind of picture this uh, in our own uh, contemporary lives here, just to kind of translate some of the dates for us, I have this on a piece of paper here, which by the way, um, I am going to put a link to a PDF timeline here that I'm referring to in the description for this podcast. So if you want to go to the description, there's a, a link there. You can click on it. You can look at this um timeline that i just kind of wrote wrote out on a piece of paper hopefully that'll help explain some of these things because it's a little difficult to try to explain just over an audio uh, teaching uh platform here so what the wise men would have known uh they would have known that the death of christ would have been about 30 a.d now say we are in the position of the wise men if we are living right now that would be like us knowing due to prophecy, due to scripture, we take scripture and we're able to uh, make these calculations. That would be like us today knowing that the Messiah is going to come at some point in time. Maybe he's already here. We don't know. We're looking for the Messiah. And we know that he's going to be put to death in 2060, 2060. So as we're doing the math, we're thinking, okay, well, it's 2024. If we know uh, from our calculations, he's going to be put to death in 2060. You know, he could already be here. He could be our age. He could be younger, you know, but he's got to be coming on the scene soon. The longer time goes, uh, the younger he's going to be when he's put to death. And so they're, they're thinking all of this through. They're believing the word of God. And th- this really points to the character of the wise men. What we What we learn about them as individuals from both Daniel and the book of Matthew is that they believed the word of God but not only that because you know they can believe scripture but if they never really study it then they're not really informed they're not really educated they don't really know what they're believing so not only that they had faith that God would send the Messiah but also that they labored and they took the time to dig in deep to these prophecies I mean this is not you know easy stuff this is uh, in-depth prophecy a vision that Daniel himself didn't really understand. So they would have brooded over this. They would have belabored in it. They would have wrestled with it, thought about it, meditated on it, talked about it. Um, And as they're studying it and burrowing into it, they would have arrived at this conclusion that the time of the coming of the Messiah has to be close. Okay. So that would be like for us saying in 2060 is when he's going to be put to death. So they're already looking for him. And little did they know that he would actually be born in 2026. That would align to the year that he would be born, 2026. And they saw the star for the first time in our example, our illustration here. They would have seen the star for the first time this year in 2024. That's kind of what the timetable looked like. So as they were calculating... They knew, what did they know for sure? They knew his death would be in 2060, which would be 30 AD. Now, when they're um, in reality, as they're looking for the Messiah, they see the star appear in 2024, which is 6 BC for them. And that's when they begin. They see the star appear. they, They recognize it as a prophetic symbol. And so they begin traveling to Jerusalem. That's just what they assumed. He's the king of the Jews. He's going to be born in Jerusalem. So they pack their stuff. They start heading to Jerusalem with gifts. And and they make this trek all the way to Jerusalem. And when they get there, they're asking Herod about it. Herod and all the Jews in Jerusalem are, are clueless, you know, which is interesting. It shows that those who are seeking, even if they're maybe farther away or at a disadvantage or they're not, you know, the directly intended audience those that seek will find and so they arrive and herod and and those around him are clueless um they're missing out on the reward of studying god's word they didn't even see the birth of jesus coming it was not even on their mind and as they arrive and as they're um seeking for the messiah about the year 4 bc is when christ was actually born Um, if I'm doing those calculations correctly, which would be in about 2026. So by the time they make the journey, by the time they get there, the star appears for the second time. It leads them to Bethlehem, which would have been shortly after the time that Christ was born, because I believe there's only about a 40-day period in between um, Christ's birth and Herod's death. Um, So it wouldn't have been long after. So that's about the picture that we get. So some lessons we can learn from the Magi and the comfort for us. The point, while I'm why I'm bringing this up, uh, because it's fascinating for one thing. But the the point for us, the application here, is God wants us to understand His word, and to know it well. You know, have you ever had one of those moments where you're studying something and all of a sudden it just clicks? You know, it just finally makes sense. Studying God's word is like that. It's rewarding, and just as these magi were able to look at this prophecy that we've been studying since, like, January. This chapter in Daniel, Daniel chapter 9, and seeing it, and it led them to eventually see the birth of Jesus, his coming, the Messiah. You know, and they were all the way from over in Persia. So we have two more lessons as we're going to be going through these this prophecy. Um, so some exciting stuff to come as we continue to explain Daniel chapter 9. Um, so that'll be coming up in the next two weeks, and then we'll be finishing... This chapter will have two more chapters to go. So let that be an encouragement to you to take, take the time to dig in and really study God's Word. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Sermon Snippets. If this Bible study is a help to you, consider downloading the weekly episodes or sharing this podcast with a friend. Until next time, remember that God's Word is perfect and it's everything you need to live for Him.